the evidence of the work of his hand is among us. We can see what he's doing. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord again tonight? Hasn't it been wonderful? Has the Lord just been so precious to us these last couple of nights, the services last night and this morning? It's been wonderful. Amen. You know, I don't, I don't think we've ever had quite a, a, a set of meetings like that. We don't all packed in, but I'll say God has been more real than we've had. I, I just can't say enough. I just can't say enough. I'm going to just, just uh, well, let's just have a seat for a moment. Brother, Brother um, Mark, if you can just put up this photo. This is from this morning. This is Brother Tim Pruitt, Sister Karen, at church today. I think that's a great victory. And we need to give the Lord a hand. And I think there's more victories. We, we watched one moving around the stage this morning. And uh, there, there's many victories to come. Also, Brother Len Hildebrandt, who was in the hospital, he's come home this afternoon. So, Brother Len, I don't know if you're listening, but God bless you, wherever you are, Brother Len. Last night, Brother Jerry Fox just texted me a little request for his daughter was going to the hospital. Just want to say God was gracious and She's in the hospital on medication and just stabilized. Oh, I tell you, God is so precious. He's yeah. so, so close. So we want to, we just want to thank him for that. I just have a little note here from Brother Harold. He wants to say this to all of us. Greetings to everyone who has joined us online this year. So glad that many could meet online like this and join in our special meetings with Brother Ron and Andrew Spencer. There are no boundaries with God. Amen. He is able to meet with us wherever we are, whether it be in our homes, in church, online. God bless everyone. See you all soon in church again. And if we don't see each other in church, there's a meeting that's coming. There's a great meeting that's coming. I want to welcome you all tonight. I want to welcome those that are streaming in. We've had just tremendous meetings the last two services. And if you're here, we want to just welcome you and thank you for participating and those that are in the sanctuary. We've got one special brother that's listening in right at this moment, and that's Brother Ron Spencer. And he's watching us live right now. How many have appreciated the word? How many have appreciated? Can you just take the camera? I, I, I'm going to ask the brothers. I'm going to ask you to do something. Just stand up for a moment here. And I, I want you, we, can, we can't, we have a whole number under the balcony. We have a number in the fellowship hall. But I'm going to ask you just to take the camera and you pan the audience. Everybody is here. You don't have to face me. Let's all face the camera. Let's give a thank offering to Brother Ron. Wish him greetings. God bless you, Brother Ron. Hallelujah. 
We love you, Brother Ron. We want to thank you also, Brother Andrew. And uh, we just want to say how we've appreciated what's happened so far. I know Brother Ron shared with me some of the benefits of not having, he shared with us this morning, some of the benefits of not having to travel, uh, not having to eat uh, airplane food, not having to sleep in hotel beds. And, you know, lest he get too comfortable with this arrangement, I, I need to remind him of some things on what he's missing out here by not being here. There's a brother and sister that make it a, a typical tradition to bring Saskatoon pie to Brother Ron. Brother Ron, there's no app that will get, get you to taste this, these berries. I'll tell you what you are missing right now. And I also need to remind you, Brother Ron, it was, uh, listen, let me just say it, Tim Horton's coffee. <laughs> we, we know, Brother Ron, you have a weakness. And, and, and listen, last of all, we always climax our meetings. And as a brother and sister in the church that have had Brother Ron over after it's all concluded, and Brother Ron, how could you miss out on a visit to Brother Jake and Sister Mary's? Like, like seriously. Listen, there's no apps for these things. These have to be experienced online. So, not online. <laughs> these have to be experienced in person, in person. Oh, my. And you know, hey, no matter how good it is there, how good it is here, listen, let's be honest. Edmonton's got mosquitoes. Let's be honest, Virginia's got ticks. But there's a land that's there beyond the river. Oh, yeah. That's the home that we're going to. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We've, we've really enjoyed uh, just the, the arrangement with the meetings. You know, I, I, I mentioned this morning, I mentioned at the end of the service, I'll mention it again because not everybody has been able to hear this morning, but God arranges things. And uh, as I mentioned, historically, last year, our meetings are end of July. Our speaker has been Brother Ron Spencer. The weekend after, typically, in the 1st of August, is the meetings that are there in Rutherford, North Carolina, the missionary meetings with Joe Green. And Brother Ron was the speaker there last year. And they've had to cancel their meetings. We've had to change our meetings. But along the way, as we made these arrangements a few weeks ago, uh, we, we, we had the two services that were dedicated to us, but Brother Ron had also on his heart to minister a third service. Now, in, him, in himself, he couldn't do that on one day. But he had it on his heart, and the Lord laid something on his heart. And so he recorded a service that was also for us, and for the church in, in North Carolina. And it was actually preached last Sunday, and that's what we're going to listen to tonight. And I, I want to just say, God, you know, Brother Ron shared some things about how God moved him. The omnipotent, omnipotent God, I believe, is here tonight. Amen. And he's going to be a part of this meeting. He, he knows even before we call, he's got an answer for us. He knows your need tonight. And I want you just to pull on the word. I, listen, don't just make this something you put over in time. We're moving into the eternal realm. Yeah. 
and I would just take your faith and you anchor it in tonight. We're, we're together with believers, and I, I want you to look at this as an encounter with God. Amen. Brother Marion, can you just step up? We're going to sing another chorus and uh, another song maybe, and uh, then we're going to just turn the service to what God has. Brother Ron's going to be speaking tonight, so we're just looking forward to what God has for us. I believe that it's, uh, it, it's God who's doing all of these things, moving all of these things. I am thinking of the rapture when the redeemed are gathering in. I am thinking of the rapture in our blessed home on high when the redeemed are gathering in. Yeah. 
Amen. You may have your seats. We'll turn our attention now to the screen as our brother Ron will be ministering tonight. That will speak of the wondrous things of God. And 2020 has been a showdown between Satan and God. And I want to tell the bride of Jesus Christ that God will win time and time and time and time and time again. And no matter what the enemy throws on us, we will always come out winning. So he can throw sickness, he can throw torment, he can throw doubt, he can throw interference. But God's already got it all worked out for his good. This is the year of miracles and our God is still in the miracle working business. If the brothers could hit the lights for me back there and back before the brothers pay, post this this picture I want to read this testimony to you this morning we got this we got this email several months ago well more than nine months ago it's a testimony from Newfoundland Canada it says brother he is here when I asked you to pray for us after four miscarriages you said send pictures God bless you for your prayers my brothers I did not know you were in a battle of your own when I reached out to pray for my pray out to you for prayer. Brother, I pray you and your family and your church every day. We will see miracles, and I believe that applies to you as well. Brother, you said send pictures, and it lifted my faith so. Brother, I look forward to a testimony and a visit to Newfoundland at some time, if it be God's will. God bless you, Brother Chad Collins from Newfoundland, Canada. And here is an introduction to baby Joshua David Collins. We will see miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is the year of miracles. If it can happen for him, it can happen for you. I want you to take a look around this morning. This morning is a different. It's out of the ordinary today's. We're going to get out of the orthodox of things, but I want you to let yourself loose to believe for the impossibles that you got a part to play this morning. And if God's got a part for you to be a part of these miracles, let's just enter in this morning. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to prepare for your miracle. Take a picture. Take a picture. Hallelujah. All things are possible to them that believe. Sure, we've been through some battles, but you cannot have a victory without a battle. We've been through some battles this year as the bride of Jesus Christ, but we're coming out on the other side victorious. Amen. Do you love the Lord this morning? Are you ready for all things? He's given us all things, so why shouldn't we expect all things? I don't know what you came to the house of prayer for this morning, but I believe that if you'll go to lifting up holy hands this morning and begin to praise the Lord Jesus as the word goes forth, that the Holy Ghost can fall on your life and your situation to your needs. If he can bring a baby to a, to a, to a womb that had four miscarriages, what can he do in your soul this morning? 
Oh, let him have a supernatural birth in your life this morning. Let him have his supernatural way in your life. As your pastor speaks this morning, realize that you are hearing through a miracle this morning. That you are hearing the word of God through a voice that the enemy wanted to shut down. But Satan, we got bad news. The voice has not been stopped. Amen. 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 Only believe all things are possible before we turn it over. Hallelujah. Oh, only believe if you only believe that all things are possible if you only. give you faith to, to rise like never before. Amen. I remember I remember when that request came in and I just you know so thankful that what God knows exactly what he's doing and amen. Send pictures. Amen. I'll never forget one time in Germany the Lord spoke to me and a lady was coming through the prayer line in and, and she was without a child and God just spoke to me he said ask her how many she wants <laughs> and I thought boy that was strange and I did and she said three and it hit me there was a prophet that asked for squirrels and he said three I'll take three amen Amen. As far as I know, she has one now. That's only been just a couple of years. So she's got one. She's on her way. Amen. I was walking through a hallway in, in a church in Ohio. And uh, one of the sisters told me, she said, Brother Ron, you prayed for me many years ago that I'd have a child. I couldn't have children. And I said, well, how many do you have? And she said, six. <laughs> 
Amen. It worked. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. We so love you this morning, and uh, uh, we, we so appreciate everything that God is doing, and we're so thankful for each and every one of you. And um, we, we, send, we send our hellos to Canada as well, and also Brother Joe Green's church that is, that is uh, streaming this morning. So because of the COVID situations, and we send our love to them, and uh, there will be better days. And we're just thankful for his goodness, and we greet you in, we greet you in Canada as well. And uh, we certainly love you with all of our hearts. <clears throat> just have something on my heart this morning that uh, I just want to deliver to you and uh, I don't know quite how to do it but I, I, I want to just do my best <clears throat> the music is more important than the struggle is that going to be okay <laughs> the music is more important than the struggle and the music being God's word it's more important than the struggle. Yes, right. Amen. And that will be our title this morning. <clears throat> I have spoken the I have spoken a sermon in in times past on the the hurt will not stop the music. But I want to look with a different emphasis this morning on. on the music is more important than the struggle. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 5. <clears throat> Isaiah 55 and 5. Amen. You love the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Someday I'll tell you what just happened there. Someday. Behold, thou shalt call, call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the, of the Lord thy God. For the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord for he will have mercy upon him. And to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens 
are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, and may the Lord bless the reading of his word. God's word said is God is speaking to us in our, in our humanity. Amen. And he says, your thoughts, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Amen. Neither are your ways my ways. Sometimes we get so bottled in our human thoughts we can't see the big picture I think about a young man a young family that's sitting here just now and they're down praying about moving moving and God just directs them to come here and they don't really know who I am they don't know me they know me by distant association. And God's got a plan. He's got a plan. And they come. And we go out after service one night. And we sit beside of each other and pizza, have pizza together. And I'm thinking, these kids, what are they going to move here for? I drove by their house a few moments ago and I looked up and the scripture came to me. In their prayer meeting, in their humble little home, back home, there's no way that they could see where they would be today. Now, I want you to understand it. There's no way you could see where you would be today in that spot but that was a, a moment that God began to say I've got some plans for you I got some plans for you and so here you look you look and I drove by this morning and God would speak to me as I was driving by and these thoughts were coming and and this is the evolving thought your house is being done. The trees are being renovated. Things are happening. 
God had a plan. And he put a driving force on the inside of that. Sure, there were struggles. Sure, there was things that had to be moved and shaken and thoughts and opinions. But it's not about the struggle. <clears throat> Brother Branham, and this has been on my heart for this week. Brother Branham is singing a song in one of his last meetings. And as he's singing a song and he's just coming to the end, he's, he's preached a service called On the Wings of a Snow White Dove. He has been asked to tame it down in the meeting. He has been asked to uh, kind of allow the doctrines to kind of, you know, be put backwards. They, they really didn't want to get that. They didn't want the doctrines. They... They, they, they didn't want to hear invisible union of the bride. and They didn't want to hear God's chosen place of worship. And would, you, would, you, would you go back and preach one of those sermons, a lamb and the dove maybe? It was because the church was rejecting the message. <clears throat> and so Brother Branham comes and he preaches on the wings of a snow white dove and he describes to us that how that dove was released in the time of war and how that they shot at it and they shot at it and maybe it was wounded a bit. And, and, then, and then he comes down to the end and he sings a song. And under inspiration, now he, he puts a verse with it. And we sing it and we kind of think that that verse went with it all the time. But he's singing, he's singing a song with it. And we know it. We know that on the wings of a snow white dove, God sends his pure, sweet love. A sign from above. On the wings of a dove. Though I have suffered in many a way I cried for healing both night and day faith wasn't forgotten by the Father above He sent me a sign on the wings of a dove. On the wings of a snow white dove. His pure, sweet love. A sign from above on the wings of a dove Brother Brown said oh don't you understand that his presence is here 
You're in the presence of a living God. Not a man, but a real God who didn't live only 2,000 years ago, but lives tonight right here. Right here in this presence now. I wonder sometimes when we come to church, do we catch the point of all the people in the earth were gathered to this spot, were gathered to this chosen place where God wants to come and be with his people. I'm reminded of just as the scriptures are in chronological order, I'm reminded as Brother Brandon would come to meetings as a messenger of God. Oh, he was a man, but he had a message that would deliver the, the people. I studied all day Thursday. We, we were on vacation this week and it's our week of vacation, but I was driven Thursday on a thought and it just, it just would not leave me. I, I just had to grab a hold of it. <clears throat> and I had to, had, to, had to get a hold of it for this day. And the message that we have in this day will translate us and put us in a rapture. Are you with me? That's what separates us from every, every church entity and every, every group of people that has a steeple or a cross or, or a worship center. The message that was sent, it is the music that will translate our life. It was the opening of the scripture of the Bible and it was like it was like glasses to the Bible. Six for for thousands of years we'd been blinded. But the message didn't bring us a new book. It only opened the book. And it allowed us to fall in love with the with the author of the book. Are you with me? You can't separate it. It allowed us to fall in love and, and, and the message wasn't sent for us to fall in love with Brother Branham, though that's a good thing. Are you with me? And, and I'm not wanting you to not fall in love with him, but he's not who you're marrying. Are you with me? He's not who you're marrying. You're marrying Christ. Are you with me? And Brother Branham in his personal struggles, and, and as he would come along, there were, he would drop certain things about his personal complexes and his personal struggles and how he was raised as a bootlegger's son and, and the difficulties of his wife dying and, he, and his child dying and, and the difficulties of, of the, the men that were around him that would turn him down and take things away from him. And, 
And he just loved them anyway. <clears throat> and here was a man with the most powerful gift since Jesus Christ. And let me just say, it was more than a gift. It was more than a gift. It was the Messiah sign to this generation to vindicate the word. And he would not sell out for money, popularity, or schools to be built, or, or compromise. And he, he would not turn around. I believe that there's come men under the message with the same anointing. And they will have personal struggles. And they will have difficulties. And they will have to go through things. But they refuse to compromise or sell out or kingdom build. The message is not about making stars out of preachers or even people. It's the message is the emphasis of the word to transport our body as the queen of heaven, as the finishing of redemption that for 2,000 years men and women have lived a word and went into the ground looking for rapture under great difficulty brother Nathaniel but they went down in faith believing <clears throat> just as when Jesus was on the earth there was a lot of multitudes but there was a handful of believers I want you to catch that phrase there was a lot of multitudes but there was a handful of believers a lot of people attended Brother Branham's meetings for a lot of different reasons. And he would preach sermons, and I'm just going to give you the titles. But sermons like modern events, things that are to be. The seven seals opened up the entire Bible. Then he would preach indictment, say, I couldn't have done this 20 years ago or 10 years ago, but I can do it now. Then he would preach sermons, a series like the trial. And he would conduct a trial right in church. Then he would speak a future home. And it would open it up that what our home was going to be like when we got there. No doubt to the people that were gathered as a multitude, a four-hour service was a little much. But to the bride, he's talking about my home. When he's speaking sermons like, Why Christ Speak?, And he's beginning to stand there and tell us that faith is a long-range vision. Keep your focus. The word will hold right on the target. Then he comes and speaks, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And how that the preeminence 
of the entire word or the entire Bible is on Jesus Christ. A few weeks ago, I spoke on who is Jesus because the denominal world still don't know who he was. Are you with me? They still don't realize who he was. And they don't realize that he came again in this day to display himself to the bride of Christ and make her promise, I'm coming to get you. Are you with me? And speak sermons like chosen place of worship. How he bypassed all the great big cathedrals and their great big schools and their great big education and their fine boards and their, their finery systems because Jesus came to their place and they wanted no part. Then he speaks sermons like God is his own interpreter. What are you saying, Brother Ron? Every one of those sheets of music was important. Every one of those sermons was important. Every one of them was important. And he had to leave himself out of it because he wasn't the important one. The music was the important one. Yes, he had struggles, but the music was the important one. Mary was standing there with an angel in Luke chapter one. And verse 30, and I know you've heard it redundantly throughout your life. In verse 30, the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. I want to say this to you. You said in here this morning, I don't know if you measure the appreciation of having found favor with God. I have just made a phenomenal statement. <clears throat> because if you found favor with him, it affects every phase of your life. Did you catch what I just said? If you found favor with him and you realize that you found favor with God, the infinite God that knows exactly how many animals, fleas, ticks, Whatever, he knows everything and how the universe rolls and yet he's concerned about your needs. His eyes are on the sparrow and I know he's watching over me. That God is concerned about you. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. And he shall be great 
and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. All right, watch this. And Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. It's as though as the angel saying, as he's speaking it, he's going full, taking all the prophecies, even since Adam, and speaking to her. It's not an if. This is not an if. Are you catching what I'm doing here? This is not an if. His kingdom will not end. And you're in it. He's going to be the son of the highest. His name shall be called Jesus. And his kingdom will there shall be no end. Verse 36. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth. She has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the six months with her who was called barren. Now notice these words. He's not only conscious of Mary's womb, but he's very much conscious of what's going on with Elizabeth in the same meeting. Are you with me now? And he, he now knows that Elizabeth was barren for with God nothing shall be impossible now notice how Mary responds she does not respond with the struggle are you with me she does not respond with the struggle Immediately she must in her humanity must know if I'm caught with a child before I'm married, they'll stone me. They'll call me all matter of names, which they did do. She didn't look at the, the problems that she was going to have to face and go, I can't do the job. I'm preaching to you now. I'm preaching to you now. All of your list of excuses, God says they don't matter. 
all of your pettiness and all of your nonsense and all of the things that you say, I can't make it through. It don't matter no way. Why don't you just tell the devil of all of your humanity struggle, it don't matter. Are you with me? Sometimes we look at the, and here I'm going to go. Sometimes we look that Mary is going to deliver the child to the world. But the big picture was the word that she was bringing forth was going to deliver her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It would deliver her. Glory. It would sustain her. She would be given the opportunity to carry the child. All of their nonsense and all of their making fun. And at no point whatsoever did she have to help God. <laughs> At no point do you have to help God here. Just enjoy Him. Just radiate in His presence. Oh, I feel like that. Just enjoy the Word of God and let it live. Just eat the book. Eat the book. And the Word will begin to develop on the inside of your life. It will bring forth. Because remember, it wasn't part Mary and part, part God. Remember, it wasn't part Mary and part God. It was all God. Are you with me? It was all God. From that point, she was pregnant. From that point, she was pregnant. From that point, she was given a testimony. I'm carrying a child. It didn't matter what Joseph said. It didn't matter what Elizabeth said. It didn't matter what the high priest said. She was carrying the Christ child. It don't matter what they say about the message. I don't have to help the message. The message is helping me. The message will live on its own. I don't have to pump it up. I don't have to prime it up. I don't have to decorate it up. It'll live on its own. Come on, church. It will give me a rapture. It'll change my body. It'll give you the right kind of home. It'll give you the right kind of character. It'll give, are you with me now? Ooh. Hallelujah.
I was given the opportunity to stand in a church in China. It was an open air church at really cold temperatures where we wrapped blankets around ourselves to keep warm. Coats, we put them on. I preached there. And Brother Murphy, we were coming through and they were reaching out for me. And I said, what are they saying? Murphy said, just keep walking. Just keep walking, I'll tell you later. The police were outside. The police actually came inside. Took pictures. The pastor of that church was a man named Caleb. There was a woman that had been the pastor of that church before, but when she heard the message, she immediately resigned. And Caleb was there as a young minister. He took the church and he began to pastor that group. And when I went to preach for him, he was involved in making sure that Bibles got where they needed to get and messages got where it got and needed to get and re- the translations were getting where they needed to be. And he was a fervent young man. As many of you know, over the last few months, he's been in prison along with a couple of other brothers. There's been a couple of brothers that have been released. And we can't tell you how that that happened, but we just thank the Lord that it happened. To this point, this is now two or three months, Brother Caleb hasn't had one shower. He has not been able to bathe one time. He has not been able to have one stable meal a day since that time. But last week he wrote his wife a letter. And he says, my dear wife, don't be afraid no matter what the result might be. Good or bad, I was led here by revelation. It's not our faith can accomplish, but our faith toward him can accomplish everything. I love you. Tell everyone what they were before this happened, that they should be the same right now. Are you listening to me? Even in my absence, God is still God. God is not mocked. Live right. Let our hearts be pure, single-eyed. Don't let my love, don't let my heart grieve for all of you while I'm in here. We must prepare ourselves at any time and every time Brother Neil, who has been entrusted with the church, who was arrested with him but bailed out, be a real true watchman. Rebuke sin. 
urging people to have a zeal of repentance. They don't need to worry about me at all. Write more letters to Brother Ping and encourage him and the brother in jail with Brother Caleb, but, but they, they can't meet each other. Now notice how he's doing it. He's, he's telling them, now don't connect, you get in trouble. But the most important thing is to assist Brother Murphy in the translations work and do it right. My heart and my spirit are always with you and pray for you. May the Lord keep you after all the trials stand. Brother Neil, be focused. <laughs> Don't be distracted. Visit the old saints. Did you hear any pity me? <laughs> did, did you hear any pity me? This week I got a couple of excuses about why, why their people are just, you know, it's, you know I'm just, it's not even worth telling you. Let me just say this to you. God will have a bride. He will have a bride. He will have a symphony. He will have people that will be there that will stand. The music will be played. Somebody ought to help me preach. Brandon will talk about in Shalom. Andrew's last quote last night was out of Shalom and Good Morning. And Brother Branham talks about Peter and the wolf and how that that conductor and how that director, he gets in the inspiration of that conductor and, uh, uh, and, and the man that wrote it, that composed the music, he had a certain inspiration and he wanted to be written a certain way. These men were absolute masterminds that were gifts to be able to, to put music together and, and it still boggles the mind of some of the greatest musicians in the world how they could arrange certain things and make it to go, go together in a certain way. And then if you write, if you read the books about the men that were the composer, many of them, like Beethoven became, became deaf, so he would cut the, 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 the legs off of his piano so he could hear it against the floor and he would play. And it was in some of that time that he produced the best music. But the struggle was not greater than the music. Helen Keller's struggle was not greater than what she accomplished in life. Fanny Crosby, her blindness was not greater. Are you with me? It was not greater than what she would accomplish in her life. Your struggles 
are not greater than the message of the hour. Jesus was standing in a meeting and he was standing there and it's only hours, days before he's going to be beaten like no other human being, sent through a trial like no other human being, and sent before a public offering of who will you take, a rioter, a murderer, or, or Jesus. And the public outcry was, we'll choose Barabbas. What you don't understand, it's repeating again in this day. Not just in America. They're headed toward a one world system. And it's not Democrat or Republican. You stick around long enough, your politics is going to just fall away and become rotten. Are you with me now? Listen, listen, they're going to have a Pope as a leader before long. It won't be the candidates that you're going to vote on in 2020. It won't matter no way. They're going to have a leader. We're going to be gone. Now, before all of these events that are going to happen in Jesus, is, because the Word is saying it and He's pressing towards it, Garden of Gethsemane is right in front of him. Now Jesus has a meeting with his disciples. And this is going to be a very important meeting. And he says, let not your heart be troubled. I think that sometimes what we ought to be hearing. And get your eyes on what's going on here. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And Brother Brown said he's not talking about brick and mortar and stone and wood here. He's talking about your eternal home. And why was it important, Brother Nathaniel, that he would talk about their, their, their heavenly home because for some of these boys, they were going to be drugged through the street. They were going to be beheaded. They were going to be turned upside down and crucified. The personal struggle that they were going to have to go through, Jesus was pointing them beyond that struggle. And when they realized you can destroy this body. Well, Brother Ron, what's Jesus worth? I'd say everything. When these men that had stood there with him and saw these miracles and saw these things, when they received the same life that was inside of him, though today 
they couldn't understand the sermon when he's telling them, don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. There's not another way, there's not 10,000 ways, I am the way. This is not up for negotiation, I am the way. And when those boys are standing there and they're going to they're going to watch these things happen. And now they go to an upper room. And I'm sorry to be discombobulated here just for a moment. But these men are going to go through a vacuum of struggles. Of mental thoughts. How can these things be? People walking away. People screaming. People screaming, crucify him. When he's healed their sick, he's raised their dead. He's fed their four and five thousand. They've seen nothing but good. They cannot comprehend the redemption story that is happening among them. It is only later that they can look back to digest some of those things. Andrew put it so well. They were hid in a cave for 10 days. They were hid away, waiting, because they knew I can't live this on my own. He put that so well last night. He said, sometimes in the darkness, we, we kind of molt. We kind of are sent to a place in our life to where we realize, I can't do this. I personally can't do this. And if you haven't went through that, I'll tell you, as a real Christian, you got to have it. Because it's going to take more than human energy. I can hold myself, Brother Ron. Really? Well, Brother Ron, I can be this way at church. And with other people, I can be another way. Really? Really? Well, that's called Hollywood. That's truly a mask that you put on on Sunday and you put another mask on the other days. But at the end of the trip, I'll tell you what people will appreciate the most is the person that's real every day. Are you with me? If your music changes, I'm sorry, I'm tracing something here. If your music changes from today till tomorrow, here's an altar. If your clothing changes from here till tomorrow, here's an altar. If you think that your friends out there are the most important friends that you've got in life, here's an altar.
People love the nakedness of this world. But I'll tell you where there's another place that's going to be naked. It's called hell. There's no clothes there. As a matter of fact, you're going to get a new body to go through hell. You get the same one you're in now. There's no friends in hell. Brother Ron, but you were so positive for a while. Well, let me just tell you this. This is what God came to save you from. That's what the music is about, to save you from this kind of a lifestyle. You play your nonsense backwards of music and you get your wife back, your dog back. You get your old car back. You get your best friends back. Jesus was telling them, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My words are greater than your words. Now what we do sometimes is we look at our personal struggles that we're in and we get depressed. And they overwhelm us. And we get bottled to where that it's our problem, our little problem. Listen to me very closely now. I won't be much longer. Maybe I'll have to preach again next week. But How many of you get so consumed with your little itty-bitty problem until you'll go through a deal and you for weeks will be so bottlenecked until you can't see nothing but you? I had a sister one time in, oh, in a different country. She said, I was consumed with constipation. And she was very sincere. She had been a Christian for decades. And she said, I was consumed with constipation. And said, it, was, it, drew, it drove me nuts in my life. Until I began to worship the Lord. And I figured out that when I would worship the Lord, everything worked well. I know, I know that can bring a smile to our thoughts. But let me just say this to you. When you put God first... When you put God first in your life, he's greater than your cancer. He's greater than your tuberculosis. He's greater than your petty problems in your life. He's greater than the prison that you're in, Brother Caleb. He's greater. He's greater than all that. Now, you know, you just don't go to a symphony and just start playing. First of all, you have to be chosen. 
You just don't show up at the National Symphony with your flute, your drum, your whatever you play, and go, I want to play here. Where's your invitation to play? Well, I, I want to play. I'm sorry. This is just a chosen group. You know, sometimes people go, you guys think you're the only ones. No, we got the letter. We got the letter. I received an invitation to be a part of this. There's a lot of people want to be a part of it, but I got the invitation. It was on the inside of me. When I looked at this, I couldn't see nothing else. I got the invitation. It's been vindicating itself for decades now. I couldn't make myself this. I tried, I tried, but I couldn't make myself this. I just let it live. Now, whether it's a flute or a drum, in the National Symphony, because I had a cousin that was involved in that, and she would go a few times a year to play, they would send her, they would send her music that they were going to play. And so I'm going to parallel here for about five minutes. Can you hang with me? And you see, in that realm, they send you the music that you're going to play. You don't choose the music that you want to play. They send you the music that you're going to play. And every part has a key part. It's not up for you to change it. Or whether you think that it's, it would be better here or there. Just play what's on the sheet and like Elijah and Elisha and Brother Brown preaches second hand robe God does not trim the robe to fit Elisha he trims Elisha to fit the robe God's not going to change his word for you it's you that are going to be changed to fit the word It's not you're looking for a church that'll fit you. We're not a bunch of politicians are here patting you on the back or tickling your ears. We're not going to beg you, bribe you, pull on you. We're not going to call you 52 times on Monday. Where was you at? Where was you at? Listen, you ought to have enough God in your life to get your stinking self up out of bed. I'm going to preach that for a little while. There ought to be enough God on the inside of you that it's time for me to go to church. And when I get there, I'm going to have church. I'm not worried about who I'm sitting with. I'm not worried about what 
everybody else is doing. I come to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. I come to worship the Lord. I come to have a meeting. I come to play my part in the music. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I fell in love with Jesus a long time ago. And I may have had to go through some struggles in my life, but my struggles were not greater. They are not greater than the God that lays on the inside of me. Let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. Let the music sound in my life. Let it sound. Let the message echo. This ain't no beauty party. I have drove off of this hill for 20 years. I have never said, going off of this hill, Look what so-and-so was wearing. On my conversation going home, these girls can tell you, I don't talk about who wasn't here. Brother Ron, did you miss me? You didn't think it was important to be here? I'm going to preach to who is here. And I'm going to have church. You don't want to have church, I'm going to have church. Even if I've been through hell all week long and sick in this body, I come on Sunday morning to have church. I'm not interested in talking to you about how many times I throwed up and how many times I got nauseated, how much medicine I take every morning and how much I take at night. I want to tell you about Jesus loves me. I want to tell you he loves me so much he came from glory and he reached out and grabbed the hope of my life and he transformed me so I could hear the music. that's coming out of the other end of your instrument. I want you to hear the music that's coming out the other end. Hallelujah! It ain't all about me. It ain't all about you. It's all about him. Did you hear that? It ain't all about you. And it ain't all about me. It's all about him. I'm going to say it one more time. It ain't all about you. 
And it ain't all about me. It's all about him. I want you to look over. You don't be scared of your neighbor. Look over. You're spaced out right. Look over and tell him what I just told you. Now what that will do is that once you figure that out, it'll get rid of your jealousy. It'll get rid of your envy. It'll get rid of your nonsense and your little old petty junk. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun. This may be too. This may be too much fun for the, even the Canadians. Now, hang on with me. It'll get rid of your jealousy. It'll get rid of your little house, big house syndrome. Whether you realize it, if you're driving a golf cart or the best Mercedes being in here, I don't care. Because it ain't about your car and it ain't about your house and it ain't about your job. Your 10% is 10% no matter what it is. It's about you and God. And at the end of the day, this message that has been so powerfully preached lives in your life that on rapture morning, there's not a devil in hell can do to stop the music from flowing through. I'm getting ready to finish, and this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Now, you see, if you was invited to go to an orchestra, I actually had that privilege one time in my life, and I went. And I sat down, and I watched it, and I, I, was, I, was, just, I was just blown apart. You know, I noticed as I look back on it, you know, they came out, they all was doing their deals, and they was warming up. They all took their places. First chair took the place, and then the complimentary to the first chair took their place, and they were all sitting down. You know, I watched it. None of those people stood up and said, you know what I overcome to get here? them got up and told their life story before the symphony. They just warmed up. 
because they've been doing that at home. There was a guy with a stick. There's a guy with a stick. This will probably be one of the most popular sticks in the world now. And he walks out there, and there comes a time. And so many times people want the rapture before it's actually time. (laughs) But you see, there's some seats that still got to be filled. And Sister Judy, we had to wait on you. We had to wait on you. We thought we'd make a rapture 20 years ago, but we had to wait on you. Because you had to play your part. And some of you children, we had to wait on you to get here because you came from the Lamb's book and you had to be manifested on the earth. And God's not going to lose a one. He's so interested in you. All of this great symphony, every seat's got to be filled. And yes, some of them have been waiting for almost 1,900 years to play their part. And they've been telling their stories and they've been doing all of this. But some of us final ones are coming to the spot. Everybody gets quiet. Now what happened to all the struggle? All of that's now behind us. All of the struggles now behind us, and we're sitting quietly. And the cancer that I've went through, and the burns that I've went through, and the heart attacks, and the strokes, and the problems, and I'm sitting in my chair, and it's just me and the music now. Everybody's quiet in the crowd. And he turns. Everybody's at attention. And he starts waving the stick because the stick will have no miscues. The director and the composer are in the same spirit through seven ages. And they begin to play. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face the one who saved be by his grace and it echoes through the halls and amazing grace is played 
And maybe there were certain parts you didn't get to play. Well, don't you worry. He's got a part for you. And he flips the page. And he kind of looks at you a certain way. And maybe in the whole Bible, you can only find one scripture. So Shamgar is important to play. Because you see, you are important to God. You didn't think tearing out trees would be quite like this, did you? Maybe you thought, well, I'm just going to tire those trees out there. They're broken. But this morning, God told me, when I spoke to them to move, I had plans. Isn't it great to be a part of his plans? Then he comes to your part. You have heard of little Moses in the bulrush? I guess I have. You have heard of singing David and he's slain. You have heard the stories told of dreaming Joseph? Yes, I have. And of Jonah in the well? We often sing. There are many, many others in the Bible. I would like to meet them all. I do declare. When I get to shake Sam's hand, we're going to dance. Oh, by and by, the Lord's going to surely let me meet them. Maybe you've never met those people in Canada. But they're your brothers and sisters. Brother Alan Dole, you're, 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 you're a part of this group. Lynn Hildebrandt, you're a part of this group. Harold, you're a part of this group. Ed Hammermeister, you're a part of this group. Joe Green, you're a part of this group. Hallelujah! Sure, you had struggles. Sure, you had... But it was not greater than the music. There are many, many others in the Bible. I would like to meet them all. I do declare... Oh, by and by, the Lord's going to surely let us meet them at that meeting. I know there's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. And I'm going to meet you meet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Singing you will hear never heard that more. Glorious I do Let's 
things happen your struggles were brought just literally that was so huge they became so small and yourself and your your thinking that you may have thought was so great all of a sudden the I really don't matter it's him that absolutely matters it's him that absolutely matters. I'd like to pray for Sister Joyce Thornhill. I'd like for you to come just this morning. Is that how you say her name, Sister Cohen? Tread. tread. Amen. Tread, Gil. You see, God laid you on my heart to pray for you. Because your struggle is not bigger than God.
let's worship him now just raise your hand before him maybe you've got a struggle that you just can't overcome just lift it to God now just give it to him this morning
sitting here. Oh, Andrew did awesome again tonight. What a powerful service. But I heard God tell me, good morning. The king of all glory said good morning. I don't believe he's done here this morning. Don't you just raise your hand to him and say, Father, you see all my issues of life. I just want to commit it to you. I want to just give it to you. Hallelujah. Sister Sean, just give it to him. Just give it to him. Katie, just give it, give it to him. 
give it to him? How will it work out? Just give it to him and then let, let him, you just eat the book and just play the music. Just let it live. Mary, be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. Could you just say that to him this morning? Be it unto me. Full gospel lighthouse, be it unto me according to thy word. In time tabernacle, be it unto me according to thy word.
in your life when it comes time for you to lead and if you want to lead as a leader sometimes you got to turn your back to the crowd and to grab a hold of the stick of the word and draw everything to attention for the music's about to be played maybe you need to turn your back to the world and turn your eyes towards Jesus let him operate let him operate let him move on your behalf this music will stop all of the evilness it'll stop the evil spirits this music has the power to shut down the kingdoms of hell when David walked into the tent of King Saul the evil spirits had done made Saul so moody and so mad at the world and so upset David walked into the tent and he began to play Psalms 23 and Psalms 24 and Psalms 47 that as the deer 
panteth for the water brook, so my soul longeth for thee. David had something to play when he walked into the tent. You got something to play out this morning. Why don't you... <laughs> Why don't you allow him to operate in your life so that you can play out the music? So that you can play out the music that God destined you to play out. Don't hold yourself back any longer. Now is the time to release the music. This music will change your life. This music... Oh, hallelujah, will lift you into another realm. If you allow him to operate through your human flesh. Hallelujah. 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 We need you. atmosphere let's just sing turn your eyes upon Jesus listening to the service we've got something ahead of us yet to play out the symphony is not complete yet and God's calling on every one of us to play out the part and I don't know about you but I, I I've heard about the brothers in China I, I can't hardly take a shower without thinking about a brother that can't shower but the music that's coming out of his life. Amen. Friends, what's this all about? It's all about him. Amen. Brother Ray, I think, introduced this song to us. I feel like maybe we could sing it. You are the words to the music. Everything about us, every part of our life, 
We're going to have struggles. I think we witnessed a brother who's gone through struggles like any other. But out of that, something beautiful is coming out. Amen. And I don't know if we can see it sometimes, but if we can keep the focus on, on that part, that sheet music, if we can stay in the spirit of the composer and hear that conductor, oh my, it's a beautiful thing. There, there, there's lots of music out there, but there's no music like this music. Can we just sing this to him? Oh, you are the words to the music. take our place nobody can take the part we have to play sister Cheryl he knows your struggles but you play a part Amen. sister Susan you play a part different ones they all play our part sister Elisa you play a part everybody's got a part to play and I'll tell you what at the end of the day I, I love the analogy when you get down and you finally get in your place and you take your place. It's not about what got you there, but now it's all about the music. Amen. Amen. I, wasn't that wonderful? Amen. I believe we had a wonderful weekend.
We had a wonderful weekend. We want to thank Brother Ron and Brother Andrew. We just want to express our appreciation to them. If they were here, yeah, we'd give them Tim Horton's coffee and Saskatoon pie, and we'd make them feel welcome. But I think we can, we can make them feel welcome in another way. That's we uphold one another in prayer. When we are in our closet, in our place, and I was away in the mountains and just praying a little bit, and Brother Ron came on my heart and just started a little thing and texted him. That's how God moves. We see Brother Ron's given testimony of what God's doing. Just yesterday, he sent this text. What you heard him preach was a week ago. But he says, just yesterday, he says, brothers, he's sending it to a few minister brothers, I'm believing that I'm walking into a completely well body. Amen. They have upped my chemo by double yesterday. August 12th, I have a full body MRI brain and scan, and I believe with me to be whole. I have been a new man the last four weeks. I believe God is at work. Satan came to kill and destroy, but he didn't have enough. What's more important, the struggle or the music? The music's got to go on. (laughs) And he says, he'll never have enough to defeat my God. I'm proud to stand with each and every one of you. This is another day of victory. I am now one month past where they said I would only live four more months. He says, why not live for more years and stomp them devils and serve him till he comes? Amen. Oh, my. When God speaks, when God speaks, there's a difference. No matter what you've gone through, God has a way of just taking it, making something sweet out of it. Let's maybe sing his voice makes a difference. We're going to change the order slowly here, but I'd like to just sing this. Think about where you're at, whatever you're going through, and just remember, he can meet you. He can change the situation. He knows the time. He's got all the power. He knows the season. Amen. I want to walk with him. Don't you want to walk with him? Amen. Let's sing this to him. When I need him, I know where to find him. In my place of prayer, his spirit hovers near. His voice gently gives me my direction. And I'll fall. Oh. 